0: How are you today?
1: I'm doing good uh, Mr. Lewis, thank you. What about you?
0: Uh, another day.
1: Another day. Right. Another dollar and
0: a half minus tax.
1: There you go. Nice to go home.
0: Yeah, trying to go home, man. I'm freaking tired. You look like a pilot? I'm a flight attendant. I am working attendant. on my pilot's license, thank you. <laughs> oh, you are? Uh, yeah, I'm a so student cool. pilot right here in uh, Pagefield.
1: So, you actually do want to switch uh, yes, yes, from the yes, cabin yes. To, uh, to the cockpit?
0: I can only deal with passengers so much, right? I, I mean, I mean that in a sense of like I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I do right. enjoy the job. I love it. I love the company I work for. Okay. Um, but you know that's not my goal. That's not my end goal. I didn't. I never like. Oh, I mean, I'm a flight attendant. This is it.
1: Like this is it, right? No, this is my dream. Exactly. No, I love it though. It's 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 great. It's, it's sort thing. of smart though to do first flight attendant and then later and then simultaneously it's, work on your flight license. it's
0: a longer route i could take uh-huh. a loan out and you know do all the things to you know whatever but i've chosen not to i actually used to push back airplanes in the, in the terminal uh, oh really you did yeah, that too bags in the belly push airplanes back clean airplanes all that stuff then i went to the regionals um and did the regionals the small airplanes you know just wait kinda.
1: wait where did you where did you do that first
0: in it's called uh, the company is called uh republic airways they are a subsidiary, not a subsidiary they're kind of like a a third uh third party company that gets hired by delta united and american and they do the delta connections the american eagle the here on fort Myers. No, no, no. They were. Ba- I was based in Pittsburgh, and they are. Ba- oh. Their their headquarters is out of Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's the same. I could. I could live. I'm, I've never moved out of Fort Myers. Um, oh so really? I work in the airline industry, you can commute. Uh, like right now, I'm based out of Al- Atlanta. I'm off for three days. I came home. Then three days from now, I fly to Atlanta and start my trip.
1: So I, you fly to Atlanta to start your trip, your first work. trip, uh-huh. and then you end up in Atlanta Uh-huh, and then I fly but back But you choose to list, keep living here?
0: Correct, yeah. So I, I would say 80%,
1: why that's it? excessive
0: ah. 80% of the people that work in the airline industry do not live in the base they work at
1: But why wouldn't you want to be based here?
0: Because this, this, this is not a base for Delta And no, oh. no, actually as a matter of fact, no airline has a base in Fort Myers they have hubs or bases in big hub air, uh, airports, like Atlanta is for Delta, Newark is for United, or Houston is for United. Um, we also have JFK and LaGuardia for for Delta.
1: Um, so all airlines fly on an airport? Correct. Or a lot of them. Uh-huh. But, but when not- you say it's their base, that means that like you have like every, officers and... Operations of every operations kind. Yeah.
0: Mechanics, they're based there. They have other aircraft based there. They have, uh, head, you know, they have offices, HR, marketing, all these operational, you know, oh. that has to happen on a day-to-day for just an aircraft to leave. On a small aircraft like this, uh, sorry, in a small airport like this, uh-huh. Delta has one or two people that they're permanently here. You know, okay. They hire people that work directly for Delta, but it's not a hub. Like these people report to Atlanta.
1: So basically. You fly in here and you leave again. Correct. it doesn't stay overnight. And if
0: it does, we stay at hotels and stuff.
1: And then the next day you leave. Oh, yeah. So, before we talk any further, do I have your permission to record our conversation on my YouTube channel? Sure. I have a YouTube channel. (laughs) You don't mind? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't care. Yeah. Well, unless you fall asleep because you said you were tired. That's fine, too. This is my (laughs) car. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I just recorded a conversation with my, with my passengers, not with all of them, because some mm-hmm. people are just plain boring, but this is already interesting, so... Yeah,
0: I got I some stories, a, I'll tell you.
1: A list of questions also, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, and for people that are interested on the airline industry right now, um, I mean, all the airlines applies. are hiring. Uh, um, oh, they are? So, yeah, we're hiring, Delta this, this year is hiring four to 6,000. Flight wow. attendants alone. Wow, I don't know. How, how does a, how much does a flight attendant make? So in Delta we start off at we just got a pay raise actually. Okay. We start at thirty three point thirty three eighty dollars if I'm not mistaken an hour.
1: Thirty three eighty an hour.
0: Uh uh-huh. huh. Plus per diem. Plus uh, what's it called?
1: Plus boarding pay. So, but what does that amount to in a, in a month? Like you make dep- like. So um, d- it depends on how
0: much, uh, how many flight hours you do. Right. Um, Delta is the only airline that actually pays for boarding pay, meaning that as soon as air, you know, passengers are clear to board, we start getting paid a certain amount of money. Um, flight hours, the thirty-three eighty that I told you, that is a flight hour, meaning the doors closed, the door just closed, from yeah. door closed to door open. That's flight hour. Flight hours. So let's say that you do, you work in a month, 80 to 100 hours a month of flight hours. Mm-hmm. Then you would do your math of, you know, 3380 times 100. Right. Um, that's, again, that's not including your per diem. Per diem is basically what the company gives you for food. Okay. It's like a stipend. So, stipend. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is about, I. Th- Again, I, these are some small numbers that are was like two dollars and fifty cents or um, sixty cents an hour, in addition to your pay.
1: Oh, okay, that's not a whole lot. But then, no, your let me see your net pay if you just work full time. Um, I, I, you, you, I, I would say like around maybe four thousand. Yeah, four
0: to five, four depending to five. on how hard. Um, and, and again, this is starting pay. Delta yeah. maxes out, so mm-hmm. in 12 years, that every year you get a, you get a pay small pay escalation, race. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Delta maxes out at 12 years with $76 an hour.
1: Oh, that is pretty good.
0: It is, for a flight attendant, you know, a lot of people think. But again, we're the highest paying airline. Um, oh really? We're not unionized, so you don't have to pay dues to anybody, like your paycheck. So
1: your this paycheck. is the same internationally as this domestic?
0: No. So, no. Mainline, so again, that's what I was explaining to you earlier. I used to work for a regional. So, regional mainly is a domestic, smaller aircraft, domestic, right? They only do like, I don't know, like LaGuardia to Atlanta, Atlanta to Grand Rapids, you know, those smaller airports Mm -hmm. that not a lot of people and bigger airplanes don't fly to. Right. Then regionals with smaller aircrafts, they have their own contract. They're a completely different company representing and contracted by Delta. They make a lot less, uh, you know? Mainline Delta, meaning headquarters Delta, whatever we operate, mm-hmm. falls into that category.
1: Okay. Um,
0: you know, I source flight attendants and pilots. Uh, the people that operate or prepare a regional aircraft that comes into Fort Myers, that is a Delta aerop- Aircraft, but it's ran by Republic, um, mm-hmm. the, peop- the rampers get, if they're contracted by Delta, they get paid Delta money to operate these aircrafts you know that difference in pay that I was talking about is mainly for flight attendants and pilots that are hired either by Delta mainline or by a subsidiary or a contract or company that was contracted by Delta and that applies to every other airline main main or big legacy airline like uh, American Airlines United you know um, so how
1: long have you been a how long have you been a flight attendant? A flight attendant about two years now. Two years? Uh-huh. But uh, you know all the ins and outs. Well, I'm,
0: I am studying aeronautical science too. So oh right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. Yeah. That's, that's exactly why I wanted to start from the bottom, like per se, you know? Because, you know, once you get to where you want to be, whether as a pilot or, you know, work corporate on the airline industry, it's good to know all these things because, you know... So, how,
1: how did this work for you? As a kid, you wanted to be a pilot or you... Well, I mean, how come you first, like pushing back aircraft, at that time you already had your dream of becoming a pilot? Yeah, or well the funny thing,
0: I did. I was in the Marine Corps for 9 years. In the Marine Corps? Yeah. Wow, thank
1: you for your <laughs> service, man. Yeah, it's an honor. That's, yeah, uh, it's peeling
0: back even more, you know, you're coming back. So, um, after I got out, after I did two enlistments and an extension in the Marine Corps, I got out as a Staff Sergeant, I um, decided to go to school. Which I go to school online in Embry Riddle Aeronautical University. So, meanwhile, I was, you know, going to school. I decided, you know what? Let me start getting into the airline industry. So, Unify—it's mm-hmm. a company that does the ground operations for Delta mm-hmm. and United and other com- other companies around the United States. Uh, they off—they focus on ground operations, pushback, cleaning operations in the ground. Was hiring part time in Panama City where I was staying with my f- with my family back in the day. I was doing online, there was an Air Force base. I was like, you know what, let me do a part-time since they're hiring part-time. Let's see if I get hired. I got hired on the spot. On the spot, right? We'll see you tomorrow. You're a veteran, you're Hispanic, and you're studying aeronautical science, we want you. I'm like, okay, cool. Started learning. And you know, you start talking to, you start networking within, which that's exactly what I wanted within the industry. Start talking to pilots, you know, five Mm -hmm. minutes here, they're on the ground, they're waiting for fuel or whatever. Sure. And I'm just there, you know, like, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Start talking to flight attendants, you start kind of getting the input, you know, from the good opinion to the bad opinion, to
1: Mm -hmm. my day is great, to I hate this job, you know. Um, So, uh, yeah, but that's how then the dream uh, grows, I guess, because you hear their stories, you listen to uh, the good and the bad about Correct. the occupation, yeah. and then finally you... you
0: it you, made a better decision too, that if I, you know, when I decided to actually do apply for, let's say, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna become a pilot, that's gonna take a while. I knew, because then I started talking to pilots, right, and you right. Know, what's the fastest route, you know, what's the cheapest route, because you know, I'm paying out of pocket for most right. of this until the GI Bill, which is the military money, kicks in. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me, you know, flat scenes don't get paid bad, more than what I'm making here. Uh, and if I want to focus on that, let me, let me go there. So I, I moved up from ground operations to full-time regional. And that's when I saw that Delta was hiring and I applied again. I'm in school. I'm like, if they hire me good, if not, well, there's a great pay increase, <laughs> right. you know, from like $18 an hour to 33 an hour, it's like, okay, I can work a lot less and focus on what I want to focus. But
1: it's also a training, don't you? Like you have to do a training as a... Yes, so yeah. the training for, you mean for flight attendant? Yeah.
0: Yeah, flight attendant training is in Atlanta for us, uh, yeah. it's paid, minimum wage as far as the, the six-week training that we do. It's only six weeks? Yes. But after that, once you graduate, um, obviously you start making the normal 33, but meanwhile you're in training, you get the minimum wage of Atlanta, of Georgia, sorry.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Six weeks is in Atlanta headquarters. Um, It's honestly, it's not bad. Even for somebody that, you know, because again, I was a flight attendant already, so I kind of knew, understand what I was getting myself into. Uh, But even people that have never done the job, Today, they're flying and you know, they're focused on safety, which is our job in this flight sense, basically.
1: Right, that is your main uh, focus, of course. Right. safety. But of- again, you know,
0: we do the service that you know, Delta is known for, which you know, people come back over and over, even though our, our prices are a little
1: higher than other airlines. But yeah, that's what we focus wow. on. Hey, and so uh, do you already know what you want to fly? Uh, so.
0: I've gonna you remember how like I made it? I made it when I fly an Airbus three fifty. <laughs>
1: okay. I, I that's when I'm like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> that's the kind of plane or is that the kind of route or just the plane itself. The, the
0: plane, plane itself? Uh, I I love the innovation of that Air, I'm an Airbus guy. Uh, okay. I, I don't know I uh, look I'm American, I love the other. Airbus though, Airbus has it. There's you know I love it. They I have love the, the fly by you. everything.
1: Okay. The European Is that fly by wire? Fly by uh, wire, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well that's, all of them is fly by wire probably, but yeah. it's with the stick, right? There's a slightly
0: difference, but yeah, this is a stick, like you push this up with a thumb with your pinky and it's like, yeah. whoop, you know, yeah. you have a 350 passenger uh, aircraft just either going up or down, uh, right. but what the do innovation, think? the computer, the, 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 just the reach that it does, uh, it's, it's just a great, mean and you put it, you power it with power with Rolls royce engines that are super reliable and, and you know, like I love
1: it. That's my okay. dream.
0: And in between I was like, you know
1: so what kind of routes does a plane like that fly on? Is that the international? I suppose Yeah.
0: They're, oh yeah. they those yeah. aircrafts are more um how long
1: can, you can they want stay maximize in the, air?
0: the potential uh, of that aircraft?
1: Sorry? Uh, how long can they stay in the air? Treated. So it
0: depends on the configuration, but right now mm-hmm. the longest route that an Airbus 350 1000 does is Qantas does Sydney, New York That's roughly 18 hours of flight 18 hours in the air.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness So do you do
0: as a pilot for 18 hours? Well, you know they have like four pilots, you yeah. know, because they can, four only,
1: pilots? Yeah, oh, they can only
0: fly I think is eight hours con- Continuously. Yeah, yeah before they have to do you know go on a break but that is the reason why I like these and those are the routes like we have Airbus 350s Delta does and we fly uh, Atlanta Johannesburg okay we have fly LA Sydney Wow uh, we fly Detroit Tokyo wow <laughs> uh, and those are 17 16 hour flights you know. so
1: this is amazing yeah yeah and then you have to uh, you have four pilots of course you have to yeah. do uh, shifts mm-hmm but uh, yeah, that must be amazing to fly in a machine it's, like that. It's, a,
0: it's like a spaceship Although, inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like a spaceship. I can I mention? It's beautiful. Well, so how far are you right now with the training?
0: I only have. I started in December. Okay. Um, last month I didn't fly a lot. I only have like ten hours right now.
1: Okay. I just started. And you're flying on what?
0: Uh, it's a Piper One Hundred I. Uh, it's like a, it's like a Cherokee that. The Piper has, uh, I think it's the Cherokee. What's is that seminal? smaller than a, uh,
1: than a Cessna? It's the same, it's the same
0: one, one fifty, one seventy two one fifty two? Yeah, yeah it's the same capacity. Same. The only difference yeah. with this one is that instead of having the wings over, it has the wings under. Oh, okay. You know, but it's the same, it's used for training. Uh, the sure. 152 is a trainer.
1: Sure, uh, you have 10 hours, so you're not solo yet? no 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 that would be a miracle
0: yeah i know um,
1: uh, but 40 hours before you solo ish, you, you it
0: really depends on the individual like if you've done your test if you have your medical if you if you have the knowledge
1: uh-huh
0: i'm, I, I'm and i talk to the instructors and a lot of the people that are managing the school that i'm going to mm-hmm. uh 40 45 they've
1: soloed okay mm-hmm. well you're on your way but obviously but, that's, just, that's I, just the beginning because that, then,
0: then you have certifications,
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to do... It takes luck. about two years now. Yeah, yeah, longer. about. Mm-hmm. I can guess. Well, but yeah, meanwhile, I'm still in the industry,
0: done. I'm traveling. Uh, I love it.
1: <laughs> I can imagine, you're working uh, at the same time uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not in a hurry, you still seem like sort of young. 31? I mean, I don't, don't see any grey hairs yet.
0: No, um, working on them.
1: Ah, yeah? You're working on it? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> breathing you, you, and living? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like... Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, just getting there, you know, slowly.
1: But time yeah, flies, we'll, so I'm, we I'm we'll really... F-
0: uh, like, tomorrow I have training, uh, and then... So tomorrow... But that means
1: see, you were in uh, the Marines uh, pretty young as well.
0: 20. Like, in your 20. 20? 20 to 20... What made
1: you uh, choose yeah. the Marines?
0: Well, since I was young, I was kind of focused on, hey, if you're gonna do something, do it, just go 100%. You know, like, if you're gonna go and get into something, you're gonna be the best. Um, and, you know, my family has always been there for me, thank God, it always provided. So it's one of the opportunities that I was like, you know what, I, I need some discipline. If I'm gonna get into something. Right. So I started looking into the academies, like the Naval mm-hmm. Academy, the Coast Guard Academy. Um, and I remember I was almost accepted to the Coast Guard Academy. When my friend in Miami, f- female, which is this is so stupid, but she's like, "Hey, I'm joining the Marines," and I'm like, "You're doing what?" You know, the, obviously that thought has been in the back of my it's, mind. I
1: mean, the Marines is way more tough than that's, that's than the I'm Coast Guard, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, listen, that's <laughs> by far. By far, so yeah. have in mind though in 2011 when i joined they're still sending battalions to iraq and afghanistan <laughs> so you know that is still the fear of a lot of the people like hey you know we don't know when this and this war is going to end right you don't know if literally after you finish training the first thing you do is you get sent to afghanistan so obviously i'm trying to do college that's why i'm trying to go to the military
1: but marines are also sent all over the world to oh. protect the embassies yeah
0: yeah, yeah. well that's easy i didn't know all this I, the only mentality of pictures that i have of marines is they're in war, they're in combat, they're the first ones to be sent. Right. At some point I was like, you know what? Whatever, I'm gonna go. So I go to she the... She can do it,
1: I'm gonna do the, it. Yeah, uh, aha, uh-huh.
0: there you go. So that's my mentality. Um, 2011, what was it? June 20th, I signed papers. I go in for just information at the end, I'm like, you know what, this is what I wanna do. I'm joining the military anyway. There's no convincing here. I'm just here to see what are my pros and cons because I'm gonna join a branch. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. decided. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents have always said, hey, we support you, just be careful. And you know, um, <clears throat> so I walk in, out of there with an appointment to come back and sign papers. I don't tell my parents. I'm 20, so you know, I'm like, they know I'm gonna join the military and I don't wanna hear it. I'm just gonna do it, whatever. It's the best, is the best branch. And if you know what, if I don't make it in the, in the army, Oh, sorry, the military and the Marine Corps, I'm gonna go to the army and then I'm you right. know gonna go down. Right, not that right, the yeah. army has less or whatever, it, it's just it is what it is, you know. Sure. That's my mentality. And the Marine Corps are they're they're tougher. Now I know, for sure. Um, <laughs> I go sign papers, I come back to my house and I don't want to, <laughs> I tell my parents like, Hey, you guys wanna I gotta talk to you guys. So they sit in and like in the catch yeah. the weird, you know, like who yeah. do you get pregnant? You
1: know yeah, yeah. and I'm like,
0: Whoa, 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 it's not about yeah. that. <laughs> right (laughs) i think it's worse (laughs) anyway (laughs) yeah right and then uh, i'm like well i joined the marine corps you told them like that just just, i mean (laughs) how do you go about it you know just i joined the marine corps you know you know how i've tried to like join the military i decided on a branch they're like okay are you gonna go talk to them? no i joined them like i papers are signed i'm going to boot camp Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly when because you know like literally that same day i told them so that's june 20th
1: um when did it start for you?
0: They were surprised because they had never told me that my dad was this close to joining the Marine Corps one time. Oh really? But because I came in and everything he threw away the the, the plans because now you know there's a kid at home, there's no way you're gonna join the military, blah blah, so you're staying home. I didn't know that that story, which it threw me off. But anyway, it worked out perfectly. My dad was super proud, my family of course, you know.
1: Yeah, I and then to
0: August first. So June 20th, August first. I'm in Paris on it, asking <laughs> myself, "Why later? did I do
1: this?" Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> what was I thinking? Right. And nine years later, uh, six ranks later, it was the best decision of my life. Oh, was it?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: How it got boot me camp though? It got me prepared. Uh, boot camp was. I have it vividly recorded in my mind. That's never going to leave me. Uh, it's something that I think every Marine, whether you hate it or love it, it's a hate-love hate relationship, we say.
1: How can you love it?
0: How, it, it doesn't bootcamp matter if you hate it or, it or love it. It's with you for the rest of your life. That right.
1: memory. Right, yeah. right, That That period. How long is that boot camp again?
0: Boot camp is 13 weeks.
1: 13 weeks. Yep. Wanda's and range
0: of boot camp for any branch.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That and is that, is that is just boot camp. That has
0: nothing to do with your job.
1: Right. Astral. This is just physical pre- preparation, mental preparation. Yeah,
0: you made it. You're a Marine. Cool. Now every Marine is a rifleman.
1: Have so you now- had moments that you thought like sorry to interrupt that yeah, but works. so do you have moments that you thought uh, I'm not gonna make it? Oh, every day. Oh, really? The
0: period when I, I thought at this point either I get I leave here dead or as a Marine was when I made through the halfway point.
1: You made it halfway? Yeah.
0: When That's I made the halfway you- point Uh Um, I started focusing day by day Um, I started just thinking hey I'm not gonna worry about tomorrow I'm not gonna worry about graduating I'm not gonna worry about a week from now I'm not gonna worry about training I'm gonna worry about today if I Uh make it today I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and then I'm gonna worry about tomorrow when I wake up exactly and that's how it happens that's why you really became committed and that I think that's a breakthrough at some point every recruit in Marine Corps boot camp gets To that face, of like, that's when it switches, and you're like, That's when we say a Marine's born. Like, you're like, Oh, really? Yeah. this is it. I'm committed, And also, probably, that you feel like
1: I can do this. Yeah,
0: and right. and of course, you know, you start then you start realizing it's not about you making it, it's about us making it. Yeah, yeah, the everybody team here team. has to be in, in, in par to making this happen, and that's right. literally the, the Marine Corps in general. You know, we're so Marine Corps, is such a small branch that it will never unilaterally work alone. You right. know, no marine by itself can accomplish a mission. Right. You need, you know, even if it's just five, the five have to be really committed to their job, to their position, to you know, mm. excellence and everything. So I think that's what we focus on. But yeah, that's when I really I was like, yep. Um,
1: and so then what was uh, what kind of job did you get after uh, bootcamp? I requested a
0: communications job, I was a radio operator.
1: Radio operator? Radio operator, so frequencies, it, radio management, etc. Is that then on the field or is that...? Yeah, the
0: guy with the antenna.
1: The guy with that the antenna. Me. Yeah, yeah. You're so the you... target,
0: basically. They shoot me down, they, nobody can talk to nobody. So I was that guy. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. Because from there, you know, as you rank up and you grow in the Marine Corps, then I became a radio chief, frequency manager, you know, all these management positions that you start learning more about, not just radios, but they cross-train you with data, computers, you know, and now technology that obviously you start seeing when you're a senior um, senior member, senior leader, you uh-huh. start training on all these other technologies that the, you know, communications that the military has uh-huh. that are not out there for the public, you know. So but yeah, it was fun.
1: and a good education uh, at the same time.
0: Yeah, of course. Because uh... all that, all that is
1: a college credit. So when you leave the military, mm.
0: that paid for my electives. Like all my really? military training, like a year and a half of of college credits and, and electives. All these courses that we receive in the military are accepted as college credits by universities depending uh-huh. on your major of course right like if i went on a communications type of uh or electronic type of job or major in, in college mm-hmm. a lot of the things i learned in the marine corps would have applied but since it's aviation i had nothing to do with aviation uh, my electives are gone like the elect- music blah blah all that stuff um yeah. are gone yeah. and other management classes as well so, not bad.
1: Uh, yeah. Wow, so many experiences already. Uh, such a, you seem very uh, driven. You're very driven. You're very focused, uh, and I guess uh, thanks to the Marine Corps, even more so. <laughs> yep. um,
0: I got personally. And, I got yeah. what I wanted, hmm. which it wasn't recognition. It wasn't to be, you know, rich or. Cause it was more of a personal determination for me
1: to Mm. to accomplish, build myself, build myself and and
0: prepare myself for whatever next, which is this is the next step for me, yeah. You know, aviation,
1: um, yeah. Because you came out of the Marine Corps and um, you did not want to. Well, coming out of the Marine Corps, what were your thoughts actually? uh, I had no idea. At the, at first, right.
0: And and I was and it's weird, you know. It's a question that I get asked a lot because a lot of people are like, "Again, you're you know, you're so passionate about aviation, blah blah." Like, mm-hmm. when did you start this? Mm-hmm. I always have, but honestly, when I got out and even as my rank, because I was a staff sergeant when I got out, I was like, "Oh, I think I'm ready." You know, I've I've you know been I've managed, I've been in charge of Marines, blah blah. blah. Like, I think I can do this. When you get out, you get out of that shell of protection, you know, mm-hmm. of like whether I go to work or not, I'm getting paid. I have a medical, I have medical insurance. I don't have to apply for anything. The only thing you worry about as a, in, as a, as a military member is pay taxes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pay taxes, don't do nothing stupid, don't do nothing illegal.
1: Yeah.
0: When, when you come out, you, have, you don't have nowhere to show up. Nobody's telling you what to dress. Right. Nobody's telling you what to do next. Nobody's right. telling you what is your next move to get promoted. Nobody right. is driving your ambition to go forward anything.
1: Right.
0: You can do literally whatever you want. But that is yeah. such a dumbfounding idea for us because we've always been like All right, this uh, is, is, is so a-
1: interesting that uh-huh. you mentioned that I never thought of that but that is so true right It is. the military is sort of a, a road it's a path yeah and they tell you when to take the next step and how to uh-huh. take it and everybody uh, is there to guide you it's it's a machine
0: it's, yeah pretty and,
1: much.
0: Um, and it works in a sense because again you know like my job I was communications I knew exactly what to study and what steps to take to get promoted. Right. And when I got promoted to actually be able to be a successful leader in my promotion and my uh, and my billet or my position
1: right. because
0: now I was in charge of, you know, other communication assets that I had right. to learn. So I knew what to study. Right. I knew okay, I need to start focusing Not on
1: Not everybody can do that of right. course, but you could and you did the work and then you you earned that that new level of uh, Correct. But
0: out here is uh, like, hey, you literally can do anything. But what?
1: Yeah, uh, be, You're good on a lot of things. Because you... At, at first, you must have been lost. I was lost, I uh, was
0: lost. I was like, I you know what? Imagine. But my first step was, you know, enroll in college, get a class done,
1: mm.
0: start moving. Because mm-hmm. one class, two classes, three classes, doesn't matter, just start something. And I knew that education mm-hmm. is just gonna, just gonna start guiding you. Again, you start networking with people that are ambitious at something. And you start mm-hmm. finding yourself and, and you know, it, it might take, for me it took a year, almost a year I would say, yeah. after I got out, mm. um, to really decide, okay, you know what, I'm gonna apply for an aviation job, like I said, starting, you know, pushing back airplanes, whatever. But
1: you didn't finish then, uh, college? Not yet,
0: that is a personal goal that I wanna start, but right now I wanna focus on the piloting, cause that's gonna take me right.
1: longer right. than my degree.
0: My degree I can do it online, and I've been doing it online.
1: But I would argue that, you know, uh, studying for a pilot, and becoming a pilot, that's mm-hmm. the same as a college degree. Yes
0: because and no. An so here's the difference between now, especially right now that um, a lot of airlines are needing pilots. For the next five, six years, Okay. what gets me in a cockpit or a flight deck is having a license.
1: It's not a degree. Right. It's not, degree not is not even required anymore right. for airlines. Mm. Oh, it used to be.
0: Yes, oh, you're right. Uh, as of like two years ago, Delta was the first airline that said, you know what, we need pilots.
1: We Literally, don't need to yeah,
0: degree because that's it was made it made a lot very competitive for hiring, you know, and not a lot of people that went to college, then had an extra 150,000 dollars to pay for a license. Right. So a lot of pilots that were working for private companies and or regional airlines mm. didn't have a degree. And these are the people they can start hiring now. Right. It is a personal goal, I will finish my degree, and that's something that I don't care. It's gonna happen within the next five, 10
1: years. You know I, mean? I believe you, no and doubt.
0: That, yeah, that's just kind of like a, a goal that I've set to myself. Um, will it help me probably in my aviation career as a pilot? Not really, because all the training you need to become a pilot, it's going to pilot school.
1: You never thought about becoming a military pilot? Well, you wanted. talk to those guys. Oh yeah, never. Wanted. Probably as a communication uh, yeah. officer, you never you wanted. talk to pilots. You you close to those.
0: I like bigger airplanes. I oh, think yeah. I just you know what motivates my my aviation. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Passion is the traveling portion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. You
0: can connect the world in hours. You're like, yeah. Nah, I was in Atlanta, now I'm in Milan, yeah, you yeah. know,
1: like, yeah, yeah. let's go eat some pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what he likes. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, 24 hours, you come in talking like this, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I it's, bet. It's an interesting world. You get to see a lot of people. All right, a so
1: lot of tell people. me one of the downsides of being a, um, because with the pasta, you already convinced me. I want to be uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what what are some of the downsides?
0: Downsides are really in the industry that you're never... You're probably... You're away from home a lot. Okay? And a lot of times, you're you're with everyone. It's a very lonely career at, at points. And oh. I've seen this. Because huh. you're with everyone. Yeah. But you're with no one specific. Everywhere, but nowhere specific where you want to be. Because you're working. You know, you get yeah, to experience... Okay. like. Let's go to Paris. Let's go here. Let's go there. But you know, sometimes like I just want to be home. Yeah. I just want to be with my family. You can't, yeah. Because you're with you're with co-workers, You enjoy. You you meet so many people in the industry that are amazing. That are focused to making this whole crazy you know aviation operation happen. But you know, unless you're working the ground, you're everywhere. You can, I've been in four states in one day, and it's it's like okay. <laughs> at the end of the day, you go back to the hotel and rep- repetition. Mm. You burn yourself out. So that's another thing that you know. If people come into this industry, you you have to pace yourself. You can't mm-hmm. just work yourself out because you're gonna you're gonna. A lot of people um, they end up in depression sometimes, you know, because they're just oh they feel lonely or whatever.
1: So how are the days then? How do you um, like you work like five days on and then you get three days off, or how I work, work
0: three and three, meaning I okay. work for three okay. days and I'm off for three days. But those
1: three days that you work, you, you're gone? I from come home, yeah, I'm gone. gone. So for three days do I start hotels. my day,
0: uh, at the end of the day, whenever that day ends, I end up in a hotel in the city that we're gonna lay over. And next day, depending on how many hours of rest I have, and whenever um, that flight that I'm assigned for leaves, I get on that aircraft and do three, four flights, three, oh, it depends, two or three flights a day. Okay. And then that second day we end up the last flight in whatever city, and I lay over there in a the hotel.
1: So you may be in Milan, but not have time for the pizza.
0: I yeah no no hey you make some time I'll tell you.
1: Oh you <laughs> make time. You <laughs> no, no, do get you, time also.
0: On transoceanic flights
1: like that, mm. like Paris. Uh, Long flights. Uh-huh. You
0: have twenty four hours mandatory. Oh okay. Or twenty six. Mandatory even, even. Oh. okay. Yeah, because uh, the FAA regulates a lot of that things. Um, the the companies go above and beyond what the FAA uh, minimums are. Okay. Because then you know you you minimize errors and you know that's how you kind of manage threat and error um in this industry you want to make sure that you know whoever's operating pilots and flight attendants they're doing their job and they're well rested right
1: right right um so well it's a tough job i mean you're on your feet uh i mean you get to sleep on the plane too oh tell me about that how where do you sleep depends While in the the air depends on the
0: aircraft um we in delta we have uh, all of our rest areas are under um, the aircraft in a certain position on the aircraft in the middle. You don't get to see it. Uh, it's a door. It might look like a lavatory door or whatever. Um, obviously, it's blocked off to passengers. Nobody have access to that. And we have a key for that to go in.
1: I've but never even seen a steward or a stewardess uh, going yeah, in or we out we of go those incognito. Uh, things. <laughs> incognito. I'm
0: telling you, incognito. And again, uh, that door looks like another door, like a restroom okay. door. You know,
1: another door that I would grab and.
0: Yeah, and it, it says only no. cabin crew, um, okay. yeah, yeah. so no, a, lot. a lot of times passengers are like, oh, that's probably a bathroom for them. Yeah. yeah. And no, it's like, there are stairs we go down,
1: oh, Yeah. and there's bunks. Bunk beds, mm-hmm. with a little curtain, like yeah. the military. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. So you see,
0: not a lot has changed in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little bit like, uh, I've seen those, uh, like, I was on the tiger cruise from uh, Hawaii to San Francisco on uh the USS Enterprise, mm-hmm. and I saw those there. They have those bunk beds too, like tiny little. I don't know. It's like I believe there were three stacked. Yeah. These tiny little rooms, and mm-hmm. they're like for six or for twelve people. Yep. It's amazing. And uh, if anyway.
0: you're six fives which I, I've known people, if you're six five or even six three six five,
1: you don't fit. You
0: hate life.
1: <laughs> you hate life. Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: Because you're on those, like the Navy are on those for nine months and a plus.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, me, when I was on ship in the Marine Corps with the Navy, I, max time that I was there was like three, four months.
1: Oh, so you were also on ship? hmm yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was, in, I,
0: was th- I was based in Japan. Okay. I was in Japan for two years. Okay. And uh, I did two Mews, what we call MU Marine Expeditionary Units. Okay. And I got on ship and did mm. operations. got out. Um...
1: Is that classified for you to talk about these operations? No, because I,
0: no, I mean, really, I don't really remember details of the operations. It's just training operations. Okay. We went to uh, Philippines. We went mm. to South Korea. I uh, did and an there operation. There
1: were no no wars going on. No, 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 no.
0: These are no. just training operations in conjunction with mm. uh, U.S. allies. So uh, the Australians were there. The French, the Germans, were on board with us. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the British, of course. Um, Work with us and the, of course the then na-
1: I mean there are six American ships and then uh, half a british ship <laughs> <No>? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I mean- well, these these are smaller these are like more marine amphibious operations oh, okay. these are not huge naval operations like you know there's not an aircraft carrier like a huge aircraft carriers there's two types of aircraft carriers in the navy. there's an uh, a big aircraft carrier, per se, like the Enterprise, like you said. And then there's uh, an amphibious aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, the Royal Marines have the F 35 Bravo, the Marines we do too, the ones that land vertical, you know. Uh-huh. Those are the ones we operate. So we don't need a big, huge aircraft carrier to catapult an aircraft out. You know, uh-huh. these aircrafts can take off in 400 yards and they're in the air. So those are the ships that I was on. With about 5,000 people, 2,000.
1: 5,000 people? Yeah, oh, that's still a lot. Yeah. But the Enterprise had five thousand people as well. So five thousand
0: people, not in the ship. Five thousand people in the whole fleet of oh,
1: ships. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. So there's Sorry. like yeah, uh,
0: yeah. two destroyers, us, like a logistics ship. Uh huh. And then yeah, rumor said that there was a submarine around. I don't know. Never seen it. Don't yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. That's above my sure classification. It right. I mean, it's it sounds fun to believe though. So, right. <laughs> But um, yeah, I had fun though during those two because uh, we went to Hong Kong, Malaysia, Philippines, Guam, Thailand, uh, the southern part of the mainland Japan, and I did Australia in a different operation in
1: South Korea. So. He just mentioned 10 countries, <laughs> people. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like uh, geography, don't join the Marines. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Wow.
0: Or the Navy, because the Navy take You've seen the whole,
1: uh, whole Asia over there. Yeah. And so, huh. That's amazing though. So, but you were based in uh, Japan? Correct. How's uh, the food in Japan? Sushi? Listen,
0: I l- love Japan japan is amazing starting from the culture of sushi so my experience with sushi i had mm. never tasted sushi in my life oh really ever never a raw fish okay i i'll take it back okay. i tried public sushi and i almost puke
1: publix yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean not because probably it was okay. bad i just did not knew nothing about it. and the raw fish and you know probably i don't know i know i don't know what it was but my experience with sushi From public sushi was terrible when I was younger before this is way before I even decided to join the Marine Corps That was my memory of what sushi tasted, of course Now I go to Japan. It's like going to Mexico and not eating tacos and thinking it's like Taco Bell, right? So I go to Japan and my friends, you know, like all my superiors that they've been on the island for like, I don't know, years or whatever They're like, "No, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta gotta taste sushi So they take me to this like authentic like you got to take your shoes off, you got to sit on the floor, oh, and wow. this, you know, oh, yeah. you got to cross your, and, and oh, yeah. you know, they te- they give you cultural classes too before you go to a country. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, you're applying all this, how to, you know, learning how to eat with the chopsticks and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm going <say> to tell <laughs> you something, long story short, I ate sushi almost every day for the oh, first really? month and a half I was there. Oh, then it got expensive. Good? And then I cut it down to three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, it was amazing. And then I, I developed that taste and I love it, and now over here sushi connoisseur I come back to the states like oh this is disgusting this, you know yeah. unless it's yeah. like a you know sushi master I'm not gonna eat I'm like okay yeah. stop. You yeah. stop it's not in Japan <laughs> don't expect yeah, to but at to least taste.
1: you know yeah exactly but at least you know what sushi should taste like correct and then when you shop out here at Fort Myers you probably know some I mean restaurants that have an original Japanese family in the kitchen or something. Mm-hmm where the taste comes a little closer. I mean, it's still Americanized, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think that, and again, I don't know, probably enough to... It's been so long to even speak about the culture, but... Mm. um, I think that where the taste comes from is from the freshness of the seafood. Yeah, yeah. It
1: has to be. It has to be fresh.
0: It's like when you buy beef, you know? You buy old beef or nasty beef, you're not gonna like it.
1: Yeah, you're gonna be chewing forever. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, interesting. And Japan is also, it's a real different culture, just the way you pictured that, like, you come in, you take off mm-hmm. your shoes, you go down on the floor, yep. and you basically, you sit, I guess, on your knees, or how do you sit? No, you, know, you sit, you uh,
0: sit Indian style, like, that's how they used Indian to teach style? us, in yeah, okay. probably that's a little offensive, but, you know, you sit with your legs crossed.
1: And, and you, you have a little floor. table in front of you? Yeah, you have I a little know.
0: table, and then, you know, you, they serve you sake, or whatever, and you, you eat, and then you... You know, before you sit down, you bow and all that stuff, and you do it even though we're all Americans, just for respect of the culture. Because you know, it's something that goes of thousands of years behind, and they I take mean, so that's much how they pride. Do sure, they take so much pride on their own, and it's it's amazing. It's an amazing culture. It's an amazing country. They're so
1: respectful but uh, you didn't fall in love with a japanese and uh Emirates you know that's a
0: different story that i don't want to talk
1: about oh, oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> that goes to the dark side different. and i don't want to i don't want to expose myself like that right now
1: okay that's fine But yeah to it's very good.
0: <laughs> but to answer your question yes uh didn't you know it was it was oh, the best oh, for oh, me oh, to oh. not pursue anything like that but yes
1: i could imagine it happened to me <laughs> so <laughs> yes yes yeah. yes so um but I, I do have friends though that
0: actually extended their time in japan actually finished, finished uh-huh. their first four years of the contract
1: okay. uh-huh.
0: and decided to get out of the marine corps and stayed and married a japanese oh but
1: you can actually get out of the marine corps after four years
0: correct after your four active duty years you're that's your first contract you can get out <laughs> I did two contracts, that's why I was in for nine. And an extension to one of the contracts
1: for two years. Oh okay. so that's why I stayed a lot longer. I, I re enlisted and I went back. And so there's no rule against falling in love once you're in the forum? No, 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 no,
0: no, You can you can get married. A lot of people get married
1: in the military and the and benefits fall Yeah yeah. So now but also you, abroad, because abroad is more difficult, no?
0: Right, but then there are a lot of programs where, you know, let's say your wife, husband now, whatever, your significant other uh, is not a U.S. citizen, you know, um, the military has a lot of programs and people that, or lawyers within their military lawyers that will help you and guide you to process, uh, you know, this, yeah. so make sure that your, that your family at the moment of you leaving, or even if that person can't leave with you because you know you got married too late or whatever, the immigration process due
1: to you know the, the marriage to ensure that that person can come with you. I bet. I, I bet also that you, uh, while you are in training, that they also warn you for these things because I can imagine oh, in a lot yeah. of poor countries, uh, the women or the the girls would try to get themselves an American soldier, mm-hmm. right? Just yep. to be able to get an American passport as well.
0: There's a lot uh, of stories I've heard. I've never experienced one, like a people in my platoon or my unit. Uh-huh. But I've heard of stories of like men going to Afghanistan and their wife come back and their apartment's empty, bank account's empty, right. woman's gone. Better right. saying, hey, I'm, I left back to Colombia or back to Philippines or whatever
1: it's crazy yeah so yeah they do more yeah, like you, that or well that it could be true love but I mean an American just a very uh, yeah how do you say that um, that's good equity yeah that and more. so it's a good investment for a woman and you know if, if you live near a base or you see the American soldiers mm-hmm. yeah. especially abroad in, uh, in poor countries yes it happens a lot
0: um, and in, in, But, you know, the military and leadership can only brief and warn, uh-huh. they can't
1: control your life, you know, yeah, yeah. if you decide to get married, hey. But it's not a pastor that comes uh, talking to you first, like, hey, are you sure well, you're doing yeah, the right thing? Well, yeah, I mean, before you do anything
0: stupid like that, when I was in staff sergeant, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you're going to come to me, talk, talk, talk to me first. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have a conversation, but yeah. the conversation was more along hey like, hey, you know, like. How do you feel? Are you comfortable? Are you really committed yeah. to this decision? Yeah, yeah. If so, like the only thing I can do is support you, man. But you know, have in mind that if anything goes south, you can come and talk to me for leadership. You know, to right. try to get any problem solved. But I, I mean, we couldn't do but nothing. Wish the best. <laughs> you know. Really, Hopefully, like, wow. 20 years from now, you know, you come talk to me. It's like remember that conversation we had. Two kids later, three kids later. These are my kids. This is my wife. You know, we love each other. Amazing family. Like that's what we want to hear. Right. But you know, obviously the the divorce rate in the military is really high. So uh, whether we're going to see that or not, time would tell. Mm-hmm. We were hoping that you know that person was making a good decision that they were actually committed to each other um, for the good and right reasons. Um, but yeah, that's. But it almost
1: sounds like a parent that wants to make sure, like. Hey, congratulations! But let's also talk. Let's right. open. Uh, yeah, it's right. almost uh, the parent that uh, that everybody should have. Because
0: mm-hmm. you right. can't, you can't tell them no. You're not going to marry that person you know, legally. No, exactly. You legally, say like, no. Yeah, right. can't say no. I can't but uh their decision, right? exactly so that's the only thing just to make sure that that person that's a nice car
1: yeah i should not scratch that right no please don't, <laughs> I, Mar- I, I, don't I can't get I'm home yet. now
0: because you're trying to pay an austin martin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> and your insurance bill will be high Oh well, that's an austin martin yeah it is an and that is a uh, cabrio you don't see those too often
0: where are you from
1: i'm from the netherlands oh i love amsterdam oh you've been there oh, of course Well, yeah, I mean, we fly. In your case, I should ask: Well, where haven't you been? Right?
0: (laughs) A little bit. But But yeah, you liked Amsterdam. I did. I loved it. But the 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 thing is that I I didn't have enough time to explore Amsterdam. Okay. But you know, Amsterdam is like it's like it's like a city like New York. There's more to out to Netherlands than Amsterdam.
1: Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. and
0: that's what I want that's what I like to know like when I go and explore a country I like to have my own time hmm so yeah let's land in Amsterdam but let's rent a car or get in the train and go out
1: yeah and that's that's always best right
0: yeah and I've, I've met a lot of uh, People from you know Dutch people that have told me the same. He's like, you, you can go to Amsterdam twenty times. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can live in Amsterdam. You will not know Netherlands. Like right. it's not. That's not Netherlands.
1: No, it's not. So. But it's still a special place. Oh
0: no! Of course, it's. And Canada. it's
1: also a place that the Dutch are proud of. I think. Oh yeah. Most know, of know, us, yeah. you yeah. know, just yeah. like Americans are proud of New York, right? Yeah. yeah it's it's a like beautiful. I mean, LA, only, New yeah, York, Exactly. You know. <laughs> but it's still yeah. These are, little pearls of uh, of, of of society. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't show you the whole the United no, States. No, 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 no. I'm
0: but like when I go to Mexico or like Central America, I feel like, because there's more time and I speak Spanish, I speak the language and I feel more comfortable and like exploring by my own. I don't mm-hmm. have to go in a group or whatever, you know. Right. Um, I like going to like where mom and pops eats with the family. Yeah, on exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't want to go to like, oh, this restaurant is famous on TikTok or YouTube, and everyone goes. No, that's exactly where I don't want to go. Right. Because right, eventually, right. a good restaurant becomes too famous that quality goes away, and the reasons why they were known for, they go to trash. Mm. So, yeah, I want to try the waffles, but give me in the corner in the hole that store that no one knows that is there, but everybody knows that is there. Like Waffle House. Okay, okay. You know what? I think I'm done talking to you already. (laughs) Waffle House is for two in the morning coming out of the club. Right, that's true. If you go to Waffle House sober, there's something wrong with you. That's my fair assessment of you right now.
1: Whoever goes in there. No, but you—that's not a mom and pop store. But this is that store. That's Definitely in not that, a mom pop store. It's it's somewhere in the corner and it's hidden, usually. And, yeah. You know, nobody goes there. Everybody knows it's there, but it's <laughs> not like a chain <laughs> store. You know. Right. 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 So that's that's So, that's so, so I mean. mind me asking uh, where where are you from? Where were you born and raised? I was born here, raised in Honduras. Honduras. Mm-hmm. So you're Honduranian. Mm-hmm, the Cusicalpa uh, or what? Uh, La Ceiba. Oh, you must have some exciting stories about the, the landing into Cucigalpa. Well, I've one? never, you see, that's the funny part, I've never been to
0: Teguza, I never landed there. Oh, really? Now, yeah, now even that airport's closed, Well was not closed, but it's not, oh. ma- major US airlines don't fly in there anymore. Anymore? They oh, fly really? to Palmerola, where the US base was, they made a huge airport there.
1: Oh, really? hmm So, huh.
0: obviously it's safer and more modern. They did
1: that for safety?
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. And it's a bigger, modern airport. You know, <clears throat> it's about oh. thirty, forty-five minutes away from city center. Oh, oh
1: uh, that's not bad at all.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. And so uh, more air now. More flights can come in on a daily basis because obviously there's more gates. The airport's huge. Yeah. Um. So now instead of the one Spirit flight, one Delta, one United, now United flies like four flights a day. Spirit oh. flies like three flights a day.
1: Oh. So wow. El Salvador used to be a hub. I know where a lot of flights would go, but uh, mm-hmm. I flew on Tikus uh, a couple of times, Okay. and uh, yeah, that was scary. Man, oh. you could like see the mountain tops next mm-hmm. to the window, and uh-huh. then the plane I... would like just dive into the valley, cut off engine power, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then somehow miraculously touch down. I've seen actually pictures of so of planes that would touch down too late, and then fly off the runway yep. at the end, things like that. Yeah,
0: I think at some point it became the most dangerous aer- commercial airport in the world.
1: I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was, it was a ride, crazy. a little roller coaster ride.
0: Oh uh, yeah, they, I'm telling you, some people left their nails in those little handles, <laughs> like, you know, like, no. But as a pilot, that must
1: be so much fun to you do You have though. to
0: be certified to go there.
1: Oh, of course, you couldn't special just be training. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like St. Martin mm-hmm.
1: and of those course. small
0: areas, St. Lucia, you know, those small airports that Mind, they require that? a little. That's like literally on the beach. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a that's a Dutch. Uh, yeah. As uh, Queen Beatrice, right? That's the name yeah. of the airport. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, those small airports like that, you couldn't just like fly in. Like, hey, I'll I'll take this trip from you, and no, you have to be certified. You
1: know? So, um, a born American, but um, um, I would then say uh, raising in Honduras. Roots in in Honduras. Mm,
0: yeah. I, sp- okay. I, was, I studied there abroad my entire life. I would come back and forth, um, you know, summer, uh, summer school, whatever. I would come back, visit
1: family. So, you, your parents, you had family here and you had family back there. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Andorra is it beautiful. It's still poor. Have though, you gone to Rotan? No. violent Oh my no. god.
0: You've been to Tangles, you've never been to Rotan. That's crazy.
1: No. <laughs> I you must go. I, I used to work there. Um,
0: Oh, okay. No, R- R- ROTAN is awesome. Actually, oh, is American yeah. flies directly there
1: from Miami. There's an air- base an airport on ROTAN?
0: Just an airport, yeah, airport. It's an international airport.
1: <coughs> I wanna see it, ROTAN. Did you say ROTAN? Mm-hmm.
0: R-O-A-T-A, ROTAN, yep. R-O-A. Mm-hmm. Pro-R. R-O-A-T-A-A,
1: there you go, the first one. Uh-huh. robot <clears throat> Okay, people, don't do this when you're a dumb. Oh, and I'm driving next to a sheriff <laughs> car. Can you that? I'm on my phone, like I'm looking at Google Maps, and the sheriff just passes <laughs> me. Jeez, Mark. Oh, uh, okay, but now I have Oh, that is far out of uh, Honduras actually. It, the so ocean. from
0: La Ceiba, where I lived, to Rotan is a three hour ferry ride. Two hours yeah, and a yeah, half, depending on the that... waters. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Beautiful. And on the side, you have Guanaja and Utila, which are two different other islands. Okay. The second biggest bear reef starts in Rotan and goes all the way down to Belize. Oh, snorkeling and so beautiful snorkeling is very, very popular for that. Wow. Uh, it's safe. Uh, I think it's four to five cruises uh, a day.
1: Oh, the islands are safe as well? Yeah. Because the coast is not really safe. Yeah, but
0: you have to have in mind, these islands, they live out of tourism. Yeah.
1: yeah. It doesn't benefit
0: them. Um, you know, such a developing country that <laughs>
1: to, to, to attack,
0: <laughs> you know, what feeds them, uh, which is tourism. You know, of course. Sometimes I think that people overdo it with the unsafety in in Central America. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, Chicago is more dangerous than any country.
1: I bad. Any country. So true. Yeah, it's a good point.
0: But just because it's in the U.S., that crime is okay. Yeah. It's so bothering to me. Yeah. Because they, you know they they marginalize these kind of oh, it's a third world country.
1: Well, it's and because it's they p- they put out all these warnings. Huh? The, right, uh, but then
0: you go to Chicago, you can get shot. In San right? Francisco, don't yeah. leave anything in your car because they're gonna break in just to look. Even if they don't see anything, they will break into your car. Like it's crazy to me. Like uh, it's a lot of like a lot of cities in the United States are far more, a hundred percent more dangerous than any country together.
1: In Central America, now Salvador or South is America. pretty good now.
0: Salvador is. Really, yeah, it is. Uh, Salvador's Salvador's nice.
1: Salvador is doing amazing with this new uh, president. Yeah. Uh, Bukele, Bukele, Bukele. thank Uh you, Um, how he's cleaning up the country that that, that. it's more a little bit like a dictator but yeah people love him for it hey you know that's what it takes right
0: bring it on I mean he he did changes that 50 50 years you haven't seen in the country right or more actually yeah Um, and it's working yeah you gotta. I wouldn't. I would. I, I. wouldn't call him. It's on the. I, I guess it's on the borderline of that gray area of dictatorship. Yeah. I think that he just made laws more stricter.
1: Yeah, but especially the way he did things, like. He, oh he, yeah, he, he's. That's like, a,
0: like that's kind of like a show of power. You know what I mean? Right. Because I'm with you. Like, right. uh, if you look in the, you know, human rights side, I agree with you. It's not the most humane way.
1: Exactly. He and, um, throws people in prison like there's no tomorrow. Without, yeah. without any... If you're,
0: if you're a marero, like, yeah, you're done.
1: Right. If you have the wrong tattoo, you're done. <laughs>
0: Pretty
1: much. Yeah. Which is, makes it so easy for him, because he just declared those gangs illegal, and anyone with that tattoo means like, okay, you're part of the gang. Mm-hmm. So you're illegal. <laughs> kind yeah, of Yeah, that's
0: crazy. Yeah.
1: That's true. But... So and what is the situation in Honduras uh, like, uh, because I said Tigus is unsafe. That is 20 years ago, Mark. Uh, oh, 15 I, years ago. Pretty much nothing
0: has changed. Um, I haven't lived in Honduras for, you know, since I joined the Brain Cross, more than 10 years. Okay. I haven't lived continuously there. But, you know, for my family and everything, um, what eat, what's eating Honduras and mm-hmm. a lot of these developing countries, it's not the lack of resources, it's not the lack of... I would stay on the envelope where you can't know. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's going to be a left after you turn here. Um, it's not the lack of resources or anything. It's just corruption. Oh, really? Corruption.
1: Yeah. Okay. In, no, yeah.
0: Corruption. Yeah, is Yeah, that, that is
1: the number one thing that does these countries. Yeah. Because you see, a lot
0: of the thing. One of the things that not only gangs have, Bukele fought in, mm-hmm. in El Salvador. He started cleaning government.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know,
0: like ambassadors would have their all the whole family. The secretary to the secretary for the secretary in Brussels, mm. making two thousand dollars. Like who makes two thousand a month in Salvador? No one. Mm. Oh, but wait a minute! You're married to the the cousin of the ambassador. That's why makes sense. You're the secretary to the ambassador, and you have an office,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Right. And then now your whole family has to move there, and the government has to pay for their school there, and their living, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. He's like, no, no more, no you don't need a secretary mm. and especially you don't need your wife as a secretary right and then your your wife's cousin
1: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't need to be a secretary to the secretary in another place yeah. in Belgium to, like so that's what he started doing yeah. and it's a famous like he became famously started firing people in the government through Twitter
1: <laughs> through what <laughs> through Twitter oh he did my mm-hmm. name know
0: that. oh look it up it's on Twitter it's everywhere. it's there
1: oh, that's a bull. Yeah, hey, this up. is the new way of uh, running uh, the business, a <laughs> <The> country.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like out of here.
1: You better check your Twitter feed because you may be out of a job His tomorrow. mentality
0: was, "Wow, look, it's not that we don't make enough money; is that it would it would be enough if we didn't stole it." Hmm. As Salvador makes enough money to survive and thrive. Yeah, probably not yet to be a developing country to be, but we wouldn't be such a mess mm. if we didn't if. The, it's own governors did not steal the money that was there to develop the people. Exactly. To put us in a place to move on forward and actually start thinking of trying to be like Canada, like the United States, to do exactly. you know, start doing commerce, but we can't even level off because you steal the money. It's not that we don't have enough money. Y'all steal yeah. it, everything. The whole budget yeah. is stolen yeah. and you know they just give it away to their families on these made up positions and yeah. government they're all driving Prados and Toyota Hiluxes and brand new, you know, like everything, Mm -hmm. when the people are getting killed by gangs, because they even pay you, the gangs pay you, for you allowing them to be in the streets. Exactly. So it's not only enough the fact that you steal the money from the government, but then the gangs are paying you millions of dollars for you authorizing them to operate in the streets, killing Salvadorians, which is crazy. So seeing it from that perspective, I'm like, you know what, he's done good but yeah
1: he is and uh it's too bad really that the world doesn't have more leaders like uh, bekele yeah. um yeah. but it's only i think that only works when a country is in disarray like that Correct. and needs a strong leader because he also fired judges like like there was no tomorrow uh oh yeah like that so that's
0: a, that's a part where it's not
1: it's not de- democratic No. right it's very questionable exactly very questionable yeah and so that does not work once country country's up and running. Yeah. You gotta, you know, abide by the law and do yeah, things. Yeah, of course uh, the changes
0: have to be per right. what the constitution allows you to do. Yeah. So no, I agree with you on that part, you know, but um,
1: Luis, it has been such a pleasure uh, talking to you. It's amazing right, on the left. Uh, this one? Yes sir. It has uh, been uh, quite entertaining. The fifty minutes or whatever this was oh uh, flew by. You have been, I'm telling <laughs> you, you've been talking nonstop. I had a few questions. I agree, but wow! And what an interesting life you've uh, you've got. You're only thirty. I hope um, to ra- drive you again uh, when you're fifty. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, oh no, wait, then I'm seventy. Wait, no. I hope I'm not I hope st- we're not driving at 70. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got some future plans too. Yeah. Don't know what they are, but not driving through over my whole life. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been so entertaining. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about it. It's fun.
0: It's fun. It's fun
1: life, you know? Life is uh, a beautiful thing and it's about the experiences uh, that it's we exactly. have. Yep. And you're definitely in the in the right job to uh, to have experiences. Yes
0: sir uh to live just day by day. That, that's one thing that I learned in the Marine Corps:
1: day by oh, day. Don't worry about
0: tomorrow. Have a plan, of course. Have a plan.
1: You Can't just wing it, you know. But right, just day by day. Day by day. We're gonna put that's that under your video.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that well, on, that, yeah. that blue car right there. That's all right. My parents
1: are. And around. you had a suitcase, cooked right? Cooked meal for today. Oh man, let's yes. nice go.
0: No airplane food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, sir. Sir. Oh, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, probably did, yeah.
1: Alright, sir. Pleasure. Well, pleasure. Stay,
0: fu- stay fun. Alright. Stay- Keep finding